the Jaghoff Hour. hour. Uh, welcome back to episode number 25. Officially, because no I can way, count now. 25. Yeah, Quarter dude. of 100 already, Gabe. That's what I'm saying, man. Joe Rogan, we're coming for you. We're going to have more podcasts than you by the time we're done. Shut, shut up. Eventually, by the time we become champs, absolutely. Yes. Sorry, Joe, bro. Shout out my boy. The boys in Belgium. They're going to bring us up all in the back of the boys in Belgium. Yeah. And and our assholes in Ashburn. The virgins in Virginia. No, we want to keep the crowd in Virginia. I know. That's why I said, like, Ashburn. No. Or the uh, assholes. Because, like. We got you all a special episode outside down by the creek. Down by the creek. Hanging out, listening to the water, and looking at fucking cranes and shit. Yeah. Oh, he is still there. Oh, really? He's up there. Where? Um, In between the two trees. Point at him. Right there. In between the, the trees. Yeah. You see him? Yup. Yeah, we got a crane. I see him. I see his beak. I see that big nest he has right there, too, if that's his nest. It might be. But you see it, though, right? Yeah. Like the big one he's, like, standing in front of? Yeah, we got nature out Guys, there, we're going to eat chicken for dinner. Hey, yo, we ain't, we're not killing this crane today. There's no reason to. I need to eat. Listen, son. I know. The food prices have risen. Inflation fucking sucks. But we do not have to start hunting these fucking cranes out here. I like used my fist to balance myself because I started tipping and I think I punched like something thorny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so today we're down by the creek. The creek, creek, creek. It's another beautiful day. Um, uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's, uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. I was fucking around for a second just saying, uh, and then I really forgot what I was gonna say. Yeah. Uh, so today we have the ever so popular, the. Do you know, do you know what inoculate means? Not really. Me neither. Yeah. The inoculate, <laughs> anomalous IZ Roosevelt. As always, um, hello, hello, and we have our w- the woman behind the scenes, the mysterious Megan, as always, and last but not least, we have the magnificent and mighty El Haguayer, the thunder. I don't know. I I should have stopped at El Haguayer. Uh, yep. But dude. <laughs> So, what I wanted to talk to you about mm. is, brother, how the hell do you suggest, because you're a coach now, you're like, you're a coach, mm-hmm. you're, you're Mr. 5-0, and the anomaly, as I've all, already said, mm-hmm. but how do you say, like, what are four tips for amateurs to win their first fight? Four tips for amateurs amateur fighters to win their first fight yeah because right. i figure like cool. yeah we I attract mean, like mostly have, a fighting so, like, audience just, four. just, just four. like try and right. manage it down I'll give, to four i'll give the essentials all right yeah yeah the number one thing that you need to remember is, as a fighter going into your amateur 
your debut or you want to like, like, like carbo load fight. that day like eat a bunch of like ice cream and shit right no other people other people <laughs> like some people don't like to eat at all the day of the fight i like to eat like a totally normal day um but the number one tip is to remember to breathe you have to control your breath it'll be something that will get out of hand if you do not keep an active thought on breathing um especially in your in your first fight right um number two i would say that if you're debuting you're probably going to go against either someone who is debuting themselves or someone who who has like very little fights right so don't go out there crazy like trying to knock them out in the first round Mm -hmm. you know um because that's what most people do in their debut so i have the power yeah don't do that don't try to be mike tyson in your very first fight um but also be advised that's what other people are going to try to do to you Mm -hmm. if it's their first fight um so be like looking out for that and i think that's where i'd put tip two is just look out for people to throw big wild shots not the most controlled like all the straight shots you've been slipping in the gym, nah, not happening. This is a debut. I'm trying to take his head off. I'm throwing sloppy rights and lefts. Not not me, but, like, that's what happens in fights um, at the lower level. So, like, just keep your hands high, keep your defenses up, and expect them to come out heavy in the first round. Because everybody can throw hard when they're when – they're fresh yeah yeah when they're fresh everybody can hit hard when they're fresh yeah go out there in your amateur this is the last tip that i'm gonna give and it's kind of i thought this was only tip number three wait okay this is tip three wait what was tip one all right tip one was tip one was to breathe tip two was to be careful of wild shots tip number two was to not go out there like mike tyson and try to finish them in the first round and throw crazy wild shots. Don't, throw Don't be crazy that guy. <laughs> and then tip tip three was to expect that guy, because that's who you're gonna be fighting in your oh, debut. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay, I get you. Now tip that four, hit me with it. Now, tip it could be I combined you in can't, one. You can't throw like crazy, but at the same time, you have to expect, expect that. them to be yes. a little wild. Yes. Those can be combined, whatever the fuck you want to say. I don't care. Um, another one that I would give. That's fun. What was that? Another one that I would give is like, it kind of ties into it, but don't like look for a knockout. Just go out there and try to get experience. Like, preferably your debut goes all three rounds. You know, it goes as long as possible because then you get as much experience in there as possible. It's a it's a short fight. Amateur fights are like, amateur kickboxing fights are like two minutes. Mm-hmm. You get a one minute rest, so you go the whole shit. That was like six, seven, eight minutes total that you were standing in the ring, other than announcements and saying who won. Yeah. You know, so you'll be in there from like eight to twelve minutes total. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not that much time, so just cherish that time. Like. Don't try to fucking knock the dude out like crazy. In That's the, a cool in way to think about round it. It's just because, 12 minutes. Yeah, like it's not that much time for your debut or for your first couple of fights. Like you're not gonna get a five round fight off the bat. 
mm-hmm. you know. So just take Unless your time. Unless you're in Thailand. Maybe, maybe, hey. Um, but not. Nah, you have to take your time and you have to just like really try to get the experience out of it. Don't focus so much on winning or losing it. Just try to get the experience. Um, that doesn't mean you don't fight hard and try to win. But you never want to focus on that as your outlook, you know? Is, you know? Yeah. You don't want to put everything into the outcome of the fight as much as you do, like, the experience and the, the how would you say it? The opportunity to learn. The opportunity to learn. I think that's the biggest part. Sure, uh, yeah. It, one thing that helps me, it, like, especially when I went into my first fight, my second fight, my third, like, my record doesn't matter as an amateur. Doesn't per matter se. Uh, like, ties, they don't have an amateur professional record. They just kind of have one record. Uh, like that's how these guys end up like stacking like 200, 300 fight careers. Well, because they've just been fighting yeah. their entire life. Yeah, and it's just one like we have the benefit of being in America, uh, of being in this circuit to get a fresh slate when we go professional. That's why you see right. the professional guys like their records are like twelve and two. Yeah, well, it's what's nothing your, crazy. What's your opinion on that though? Like, do you on what? think it should be done the way that the ties do it? Because I think I think it would encourage a lot more like casualty about having losses right. if that makes right. any I sense. I think it would make an acceptance of losses totally fine. Because if you look at a record and the guy's like fucking a hundred fights, well, like a hundred wins, and he's got twenty losses, you're not gonna look at him and be like, oh wow, this guy's fucking a nobody. He's a but, chump. But if you look at somebody who's got, like, a 10 and 5 record, that guy doesn't look like the best prospect in the world. That guy looks like somebody who worked his way up to 8 and then, you know, started losing when the competition got higher. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The way that records happen in MMA or in boxing, like, you start seeing those losses and everybody looks at them like they're a nobody or they're not a prospect anymore because they're not undefeated. MMA has actually been really good about that over the years. Um, but in Muay Thai, it's like, it's not the same. It's because not the same. Because they have all those, that crazy number of fights. Yeah, I definitely understand that. And it, I don't know, I also really like it because you'll see like some of these Thai dudes with like 50 or 60 fights going against the Thai dude with like 150, 200 fights. Mm-hmm. And they might like just cold knock them out or something. Yeah. But it might, you might also be able to see like the experience. Like I saw one fight, literally a one fight, a 1FC card. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week's 1FC card, I just now finished it. Uh, I like to like leverage it. Like uh, I'll do like, Keeps and kicks and knees in between every fight I watch. Okay. Like, I have a certain requirement to watch fights, and then when I finish, I do more kicks, and I just, like, that's how I get my shit in. And it, it lets me review stuff, and I like to get it in with, like, combos, like, mm-hmm. maybe, like, a jab, cross, rear knee, or a jab, cross, switch knee, like, just playing with it. Uh, but, long story short, I saw this fight, and this dude maybe had, like, 59, 60 fights. And he fought this dude with like 150 fights. And he comes out really heavy. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. And then in the second round, the fight completely switched. And this dude just starts turning it up like Thai mm-hmm. style. And then mm-hmm. third round, 
old dude got the dub. Shout out him. He was like two years older. Mm -hmm. But yeah, dude, uh, I love that. Like, I think personally, the biggest things for me, the biggest things I would tell anybody is put in the work. Don't have any questions. Don't don't let there be a right. single moment for you to be like, damn, I should have right. done what my coach told me. Right. Or I should have done that extra push-up or that See. extra sit-up. Like, I think that shit yeah. stacks up. See, yeah, I didn't even think about that uh, I, um, as much. You yeah. Know, like, as something to tell people. But I guess you expect motherfuckers to do the work if they're going to actually fight, you know. But I don't know. I'd say that uh, because a lot of people will go into their first fight thinking they're already the shit and then they go in there and they get humbled. Mm -hmm. uh, and that can make or break somebody's like competition career. Yeah, I mean, I've done that to a couple people. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, shout out Rogue. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, literally, yeah, man, like I think putting, make sure you put in all the work you possibly can. Don't get in that ring unsure. Yeah. You shouldn't be unsure, but by the time you get to the ring, you should be the most confident person in the yeah. world. And it, it goes back to the saying that I said when we were going to Myrtle Beach, man, on the drive down there, I, uh, I told the guys that the work we've put in has already predetermined the result. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's still one of my best quotes to date. I still um, say it, bro. And uh, it's true, man. Like, if you have done the work, you you know you've put in everything, you've eaten right, you've been disciplined, like, there's no question You've about done it. what you can. You've done everything you can. Now it's just time to go out there and perform and to have fun. Um, and that's definitely something I would add on to the fight as well. Like, don't take it too serious. Have fun. Because um, it, it It's only matter. 12 minutes, man. Yeah. Max, like that's so bonkers. Mm -hmm. uh, because it feels like an eternity you're in there, bro. Like your arms are going limb and you've trained for hours and hours before, but like in yep. four minutes, your arms are limb or arms are numb. Definitely gasped. Yes, bro. It's yep. fucking bonkers. Uh, Kicks take so much more energy. Oh my God, bro. They, they're the hardest thing in the world. Like you see his hands are low, you're like, I, I can kick him in the head. I want to kick him. I can kick him I in the head. Everybody, everybody in the entire fucking crowd is yelling, head kick, head kick. And, 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 you're, like, uh, and you're like, I want to. I do. But I can't. <laughs> no. I feel you. Um, I, I don't know. I was fucking dog tired in my last fight. But I was also like, he hit me really hard, and I was like, okay, fucking, okay, I'm going to hit you hard as shit, too. <laughs> Motherfucker. And so even though I'm the one who got, like, the stand, he got the standing eight count, and I got, like, the knockdown, score, you know what I mean? Like, I scored the knockdown on him. Um, I was still tired as shit because I was just going and going and going after it. Um, and in my first fight, I was definitely tired as fuck, too. And sometimes when you start to throw heavy, especially after, like, you getting hit hard, mm -hmm. you start holding your breath. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit, I need to breathe. I need forgot. Need to breathe, yep. <laughs> That's happened to me a couple times. I didn't start holding my breath, but I just started, like, not controlling my breathing. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. not like, it's like a serious. You start breathing in and out through your mouth. 
and, and that'll you change just start, you everything. You just start panting. Yes. Exactly. That's what. That's the worst thing to do. Yeah. And that'll like that's what I was talking. I don't hold my breath, but like I start mouth right. breathing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the same as holding your breath. Like you get fucked up. Uh, yeah. Like it fucks up your whole cardio system. Your heart rate just starts to spike because you're just panting in and out. For well, those that don't know, uh, the Jag is a personal trainer. So, and I do heart rate training with our strength and conditioning trainer. So does Izzy. Yep. Uh, but your breathing, what your breathing does for your heart is it helps it retain like a certain zone, uh, a certain amount of beats. If you're able to regulate your heart rate, if, if you're able to regulate your breathing, you can regulate your heart rate. Yeah. As long as you're in control of your breath, you're in control of your heart rate. And that's one thing I had to learn like very early on. So I'm lucky for that. I'm like a lot of people don't know about that shit. Yeah. Uh, they just be fighting chumps, and then if they ever make it into, like, the second or third round, they're gasping. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, almost everyone I've fought um, gassed themselves out in the first round. So I've done five fights now, and I would say two of the opponents didn't gas themselves out in the first round. <laughs> like, immediately. Um, but I feel like everybody else did. <laughs> And, you know, maybe it's because I hit them really hard in the body with my knees. But maybe it's just because they were going all out. Because some of those fights, like, especially my first fight, I remember I didn't even, like, throw a strike until maybe... Well, I threw a lead teep in the very beginning of it. Mm -hmm. A rear teep. But I didn't land another strike for, like, 45 seconds. Because he just came... Or that's what it felt like to me. Um, because he just came at me and started like throwing big shots and like I put my hands up and ended up backing up to the cage. My first fight was in a fucking cage, which was dope. Shout um, out NFC. Yeah, shout out the NFC. God, that was cool, bro. They're awesome. Um, it's like a hot summer day. Awesome promotion. We just haven't been fighting a lot for them because they're all the way in Atlanta. Um, I'd love to fight more for the NFC, but the travel is a bit of a bitch. North Carolina should be getting their athletic commission back soon. Um, they have it back. They, should they had have, their they first have their boxing in, uh, chapel. Commission. Yeah. Uh, that was their need... first one a couple weeks ago, or like a month ago or some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's starting to work. It's just the other side of North Carolina. Yeah, well, we just got to start our own promotion, I guess. Uh, we'll do it in my field. In the field? In the field. We Bro. can set up a ring. Set up a rig right here. Make it like a tie style. Yeah, yeah. put some like bleachers. We can up. literally just do fucking tarps between the trees to make a roof up there. Yeah. Put a ring. Stop playing, bro. Oh, I'm serious. That'd be a nice spot, actually. I'm not... Yep. You trying to put a ring up? You trying to make a? Ooh. See, but then we can't compete in it because we own the promotion. Well, actually. Didn't the owner of Pride fight in Pride? I have no fucking idea. Excuse my friends. Okay, fair. I feel like it, something like that happened in either Pride or it was like, uh, maybe it was Dream or one of those old I could see Chaotry Sichon Tong like choking some dude out. I don't know. I don't know if you guys heard that bird. 
but that was beautiful. Beautiful birds, beautiful day. Yeah, dude, shout out that. And the sun is starting to set, which means the light from the sun is bouncing through more than one layer of the atmosphere, which is taking more of those colors away from it, and that's why we perceive it to be yellow as it sets down in the sky. It's because the light is coming through multiple layers of atmosphere as it's arching its way in. Roy G. Biv. The sun is white. <laughs> the sun, the light from the sun, rather, is white, not yellow. It's a white light. That's why snow is white. Because the sun is white. Because, think about it, if you have a piece of white paper under white light, it's white. But if it's under a yellow shaded light, it's now yellow, right? because it's reflecting the yellow light back. So if the light from the sun was yellow, then it, it would be. reflect off of the snow, the snow as would. yellow. <laughs> right? Yeah. The snow is yellow because I pee in it. <laughs> uh -huh. I know, but I mean all around the world. There's a lot of people who pee in snow, bro. Leave it alone. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry. Groinky. <laughs> I broke the arm of his chair. Groinky. <laughs> My bad, G. You're getting fucking heavy, bro. You're getting fucking heavy, Isaac. Yo, dude. Uh, what was I going to say? You want to figure out what's in my mini composition book? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I have a mini composition book right here in my hand. A very mini composition book. Smaller than the size of my hand. Isaac asked what it was. He wanted to be nosy. I told him it had six words. You know what it says, Isaac? Ah, you said five. I, I, shut up. But then I changed it to six. Right. Oh, right. shit. Hmm? You not recording? I think it might have crashed, bro. Oh damn! All right, are we going? Uh, now we're going. Oh so, my God. uh, it didn't actually crash. I I made it crash, maybe. That's exactly what happened. Uh, he thought it crashed and he turned it off. And then and we spent like five, ten minutes trying to get it up. Yep. See, we're not Jamie. Shout out Jamie. He's Shout out Jamie. He really is, man. He be doing that shit right. I'm sorry, yeah. Joe. We will catch you eventually, but first. Respect. We will figure it out. We respect, <laughs> respect, his spec, as Phil he's, would say. He's like a entrepreneur. He's not an entrepreneur, but he's like a, a staple of the podcast game. Like he's one of the pioneer. First. pioneer. He's a pioneer. That's what I was looking for. Pioneer of the podcast he's world. A, he is, bro. Shout out Jamie. Shout out Joe Rowe. But I, I will beat you one. No. <laughs> See, Joe Rowe definitely needs Jamie though, because you remember those early episodes? That shit was hilarious. You ever watched episode one? Mm -hmm. You haven't. He literally, for the first, like, 30 minutes or so of the first episode, is just sitting there, looking at the screen, trying to figure out if it's working or not, and there's, like, this snowflake filter, and snow is, like, falling on him, and he's, like, confused <laughs> about what's going on, and then finally he figures out, oh, it's recording, and he starts to talk, I think it's with Brian Redband, the very first one. Okay, we're good. Yeah, we're just getting chopped the fuck up today. 
we can't mention the lady who, you know, Siri, because she's a dumb bitch, and she just chopped us up. Um, but is she gonna don't say her name again. Or is she gonna fuck us nah, up again? You're the one who can't say it because Siri. Oh um, uh, no, nah, see, she, see, she don't care now. She just wanted to come in here and butt in. Hey yo. So where yeah. we were at, you have a little book. It says something. Or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Back else? to the book. Back to the book. Like yeah, two minutes ago. Six words, motherfucker. Six words. Give me your best guess. It's the most jaggiest shit in the world. It's definitely something the jag would say. It's what I write in my notebook. You read this shit all the time. I don't know. I'm the best in the world. It's exactly what it says. Yeah? Yeah. It's literally, I'm the best in the world. Yeah. I wrote that shit yesterday when I was like, I, I went to a wedding yesterday. I told you guys already, but um, I went to a wedding yesterday. It was just a wedding date. Like, I didn't even want to go. And then they were like, but there's free food. And I was like. Wedding food is good. I was like, free food? Yeah. And then I awkwardly got introduced to everybody that I will never ever see again. And I was like mad high. Like I, yeah. I told you I ate those Delta 8 gummies. Yeah. I just scarfed down two gas, gas station gummies. My eyes were like red as fuck, bro. My eyes never get red. You, you see it. Allegedly. I mean, there would be no reason for them to get red. You know what I'm saying? No, dude. I just... I uh, sometimes I study really hard at night. Yeah, and he be looking at the screen, of the bl- and he doesn't have blue light glasses. Yeah, because I don't want to look like Jeffrey Dahmer. Nah, my glasses are blue light glasses. Okay. Yeah. Uh, alleged, allegedly. Uh, anyways, so. Why do your glasses have to be alleged? Why you gotta worry about it? Huh? I don't, know. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Bro. But uh, yeah. So I went to this. I went to this uh, wedding. That we were like five minutes late to, uh, maybe honestly like ten minutes late to. Um, and we we like run in through the back so it was like it was like what the fuck am i doing and she's like she's like like running running and i'm like am i supposed to run right now mm-hmm. I was like, i'm not about to run and uh we walked into the back of it and then we came like right before they kissed right before they kissed yeah, uh, like pretty oh, much yeah yeah uh, they they said some words and then they kissed. You may kiss the bride. Yeah, yeah. And then we stayed for the food and we. Yeah, yeah. I ate a lot of food. Ate Shout out lasagna, food. bro. Oh my god, bro. Lasagna. It was beautiful smacks, lasagna. Yeah. It was so beautiful. It was probably like their family recipe lasagna. Yeah, no. That's somebody's grandma made that lasagna. That right. shit was smacking. I wish, bro. There was it was so good, bro. It was lasagna <laughs> and fried chicken. What uh what a like choice. Yo, and you know charcuterie boards? Charcuterie boards? Yeah. 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 There was a charfruitery tray. Uh vegan. What? Uh, I don't know. It just seems like a vegan order. <laughs> 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 uh, charcuterie, charcuterie comes with fruit on it, and you can put fruit in the charcuterie, and it's still charcuterie. You just still got to put Dude, meat. Dude, you know, it was all fruit. Like, there were grapes. 
sliced kiwis, blueberries, fucking uh, pineapples. Uh, and then there was like a salad and it was like a good salad, bro. Like I, there was some good vinaigrette. I, I had a giant plate. I had two plates. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> I, do, I was so smacked from like the Delta 8 gummies, the legal Delta 8 gummies. And, uh, like I was chewing gum and it got stuck to the roof of my mouth and I had to go steal a water out of the car. Uh, and it turned out to be like the girl's cousin or some shit. It was her drink. Mm. And I just, like, I just picked it up. I started chugging it because like I had gum stuck to the roof of my mouth. Uh, Long story okay. short, it was lit. I had a great time. Delicious lasagna. There was mac and cheese. Chicken, so was this green the beans. Shout out pasta. Was the first time you met this girl going to a wedding or? No. Okay, okay, good. That would be weird. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm gonna be down. I'm gonna update like my dating profile bios and just put like wedding date official. Yeah, uh, I'll be your. Oh my god. Uh, I'll be your wedding. <laughs> I'm I'm down, bro. Uh, free food. That was like that was my whole goal. I got free mm. food yesterday. Mm. That's all I needed. Nice. Food be mad expensive. We started the podcast out talking about it. Maybe. We did have a mention of it. We did have a mention of it. But only because I didn't want us to go killing that stork. I believe he's a stork or a crane. Some type of long necked, winged animal. He's not naked. <laughs> Alright, well he's not up there either. He's not up there. He probably went to go find something to eat for yeah. his maybe babies. Maybe or babies. himself. Or herself. Or herself. Ooh. Or yeah, whatever. Yo, you know what's wild about chickens? They can change sexes. I told you this before, didn't I? Nah, I've heard about it though. Chickens can can like if there isn't a rooster. I think I've told you about this. Bro, nah, I've heard about it. Myself. How'd you hear about it? Bro, I heard about it on the Joe Rogan podcast. No fucking well, way. Well, Bullshit. Well before you talked about it to me. Bullshit. Bro. I've seen it. I've done seen it. You, you did not hear it. it. I, I did hear it. Said it. What podcast? I don't remember. Episode 1942. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. Um, but no, I heard about it. But yes, they, chickens I believe can fucking you. change their gender. If there is no rooster in the population for a long enough time, one of them will assume the position of a rooster and it will become a it'll start acting like it and then genetically it yes. just completely becomes a rooster yeah and then it can like even like impregnate the little eggs yeah that's fucking bonkers bro yeah the biggest fucking rooster chicken i ever done did seen was our our lady dozer dozy oh. dozy dozy the dozer Dozy, and then you renamed her Dozer. When so my mom really wanted chickens. Turned into a rooster. My mom really wanted chickens. But she didn't want more baby chickens every fucking day. She got free chicken. Her first chicken was a free chicken. Uh-huh. Dozer. Uh-huh. The lady lived in the city, and she had to get rid of Doz- Dozy. Because that's what Dozy's name was. Uh-huh. Uh, and so mom, mom was like, I'll take the chicken. I want a chicken, and would same thing. Like she was in a city. She, uh, the only problem in living in the city is you can't have roosters because they make too much noise. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so she just had all hens, and then one just started like making a weird rooster cawing noise, mm -hmm. and ended up like transitioning into a cow. Rooster. Yeah. Oh my yes. god. Yes. Then and that's a dumb rule if people got chickens. <laughs> it was in the city. Well, they didn't know better. <laughs> they didn't know it was going to transition exactly. And yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, so we got it, and it was fucking huge. Noah, Noah was scared of it. Wow, dude, it was fucking massive. <laughs> it was fucking <laughs> massive. Or were you just small? No, I, it was like a couple years ago. Okay, okay, okay. okay. It was bigger than Kobe. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Kobe was scared of it, and it was bigger okay, than well, Kane. Kobe is just a little. It was bigger baby. than Kane at the okay, time. Right. Bigger than Kane at the time. That's a big ass chicken. It was huge. It All was right. like it was supposed to be like one of the, the uh, the chickens they breed just to eat. You know. Yeah. Kobe and Kane are dogs, by the way. Kobe. Kobe. Okay. He's named after Kobe. Yep. 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 Kobe Rona. Yeah. Uh, shout out him. <laughs> <laughs> but after him, we had Mike Tyson, which was a another rooster. Uh, and he was beautiful, bro. He was the most. He was like a Spanish rooster, the mm -hmm. one of like the uh, pearlescent ones that, yeah. that shine and glimmer like green. Mm -hmm. uh, and him and two other chickens, they they were like surviving all the way through winter, um, and then they just like slowly got picked off by coyotes. Damn. Yeah, uh, they wouldn't stay in the yard. Because Kane would get them, and he'd just play with them. He didn't hurt them. He'd just play with them. He'd put them in his mouth. He wouldn't bite them. He'd just, like, run around while they're, like, freaking the fuck out. Bro. And we had to get onto him a few times. But, uh, that's what all the chicken stuff is. You can't even hear him going crazy. Like, the guy who used to live in the yurt over there, his, his like, agreement was he was going to raise those chickens and plant a garden in the middle. Mm. And he was just, like, mad lazy. And he got to all the chickens, and then all this stuff went down, and we just had a bunch of chickens, and he took half the chickens and one of our du ducks, and we had one duck, <laughs> we had one duck, we had the roosters, and then we had a bunch of hens, and they just all slowly started getting picked off, and every day it'd be less and less, and then when it, the ducks were gone, it was like a traumatic decrease. Yeah. Because the ducks are badasses. Mm -hmm. uh, but long story short, bro, Mike Tyson and two other hens, they lived in a tree in the front yard. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, they'd like jump down on people when they caught here. And at night, you'd hear them calling, mm -hmm. and they just jump down at you. They can climb trees? Yeah, they lived in the trees. They slept oh, there yeah. at night. They evolved. I mean, they should Yeah, well, and also, like, chickens, they evolved. chickens can fly a little bit. But they, have you ever seen a chicken live in a tree? I promise you, like, he lived in a tree no, all haven't. through winter. I, and I've had chickens in my it's life. fucking bonkers. Yeah. And I Noah haven't. was scared of that chicken, too. Well, if it's jumping down at a tree, out of trees at you, It'd I It'd just, it. like, stare at him, and if you stare at a rooster, they'll, like, go off. Yeah. And it would always chase him. I'll kick a rooster right in his fucking head. <laughs> He'd try, bro, but the rooster would just keep pecking him. But the efficiency and of his low kick wasn't there. <laughs> it got there, bro. He started using a stick. Every time he'd go up, he'd just have a stick waiting at the fence. Yeah. In case Tyson, we named him Mike Tyson. In case Tyson, because he fought throughout the entire winter to survive. Yeah. And Because Tyson would just, like, uh jump down at him and then like he never like messed with me or mom mom used to pet him but i never got that close to him 
And uh, I was with him, Noah, my brother, me, and my nephew, Asa. Mm -hmm. And Asa was like a couple years younger because this was a couple years back. So Asa was probably like, he might have just turned three or he was two. Yeah. Um... but Asa, Asa's like, Asa, Asa's not that scared of Mike Tyson. He was like, like next to him. <laughs> and me and Noah were like doing something on the cars and Asa was up there with us. And I look over and Tyson's right next to Asa. And then Asa's like, oh, chicken, chicken. <laughs> and it was like, fine, it was fine. It was all cool. And then Noah looks over, he's like, Justin. He's like, Asa, watch out. <laughs> and then Asa jumps. And then I was like, bro, they've been chilling up here, just chilling. Yeah. And Tyson's just like staring at Asa. And then he just pecks his leg. And <laughs> they are little fucking raptors, Asa freaks the fuck out, bro. <laughs> They're little fucking raptors, dude. And then Asa was scared shitless of that bird for the rest of his life. Well, yeah, I mean, it was probably the same size as him. Like, <laughs> he's a little ass kid. They probably, the, the, the bird was standing there looking at him. Or no, it didn't peck him, it scratched him. Yeah. <laughs> he was probably standing there looking at him and, like, kind of sizing him up. He's like, huh, yeah, let's see. He was, like, standing, like, side by side, yeah, like, behind him. he was sizing him up. He was sizing him up real quick, seeing, oh, let's see if I can take this little dude. And then, and then fucking Noah started yelling. He was like, yo, Justin... Justin, get this fucking bird. And I was like, bro, he's good. And right as I say that, the bird what? scratches Asa. And then Asa's like, oh, scratch. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, bro, what? Chickens don't scratch. And then I was like, oh, my God, they yeah, do. Yeah, they do. They fucking Chicken scratch, you, yeah. And, uh, yeah, dude, shout out that. Uh, shout out chickens. But I'm the best in the world. You're the best in the world. We're the best in the world, bro. It's what we do. So we have Soy la anomalia. Say it. Say it. What? Say it. Sorry. Say soy la anomalia. Soy la anomalia. But like louder and prouder. Yeah, nah. One more time, one more time. Nah, I'm the anomaly. That's what I'm saying, bro. Soy soy la anomalia. But I don't know Spanish. I gotta learn it. Soy el Hawaiian. That sounds cooler, though. Okay. That sounds cool. So my question is, why is it soy el jaguar? And then, uh, you know, soy la, la anomalia. anomalia. Why? Why is that? Why la? Why la instead? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so Ellen Law is like masculine and feminine. Okay. <laughs> and I'ma just guess. That mine's not the masculine one in this particular scenario. <laughs> no. See? Anomalia, it's just, it's a feminine word. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that, it ends with like that A. That A just, it, it's like a sign yeah, yeah, that yeah. says it's feminine. Yeah, I get that. And then, uh, from Hogwire. Eighth grade Spanish. Hogwart. Hogwire, Hogwart. It's, uh, it's non, it's not gender specific, but it's, it's masculine. It's just el. El is like the default. Right. Words are weird. Yeah, I just languages are weird. I, I just want to learn Thai. I want to go around and just say uh, Swatika. And, and Thai, Thai has got to be the, the the wildest one or one of the wildest ones. It's like, so just like friendly. as far as learning the writing. I feel like it's all about energy. I know, but the writing though. I feel like the writing is pretty easy too. 
I don't know. I can't write in Thai. I don't know, exactly. I don't know shit about shit. But like, you look at I the letters like, and you're like, oh, that looks like a drawing. <laughs> oh, hieroglyphy. Oh, cool. <laughs> I get that tattooed on me. Meanwhile, you're looking at the word, and it dick. says penis. Yeah. <laughs> and no. you get penis on your chin. Yeah. <laughs> a little so, bit of, little dick, bit of dick on your chin. Hell no. Um, but where were where were we at? Fucking talking about birds and shit. Birds, life. It's a good day. It's a beautiful day, man. Uh, I, dude, fucking thanks for hanging out, bro. It's seven o'clock now. Yeah. Uh, sun's starting to go down. I'm mad hungry. I gotta pee. Yeah. Megan's hungry around too. She's marching. I respect it, man. I respect it. Thank yeah. you so much for being episode 25 of the Jagoff Hour. Of course, like, dude. Uh, yeah, it was a busy day. We had birthday party for some kids. I had a personal. I had to train a little bit with Sam. Cut the mats out. So, overall, pretty productive Sunday. Glad I could still get over here and do the pod- podcast. Absolutely, man. You want to you wanna hear the daily stoke of the day? Yeah, let's see it. We'll finish on this. We'll finish on this. March 26th. What rule is your ruling reason? Marcus Aurelius said in his meditations, how does your ruling reason manage itself? For in that is the key to everything. Whatever else remains, be in the power of your, cho- of your choice or not, is but a corpse in smoke. Whatever else remains, be it in the power of your choice or not, is but a corpse in smoke. Okay. What's your what's your take on that? Um, I think he's like trying to Can I get the whole thing again cuz I got the last part. I think the How last does your part... How does your ruling reason manage itself? Yeah. For in that is the key to everything. Whatever else remains, be it in the power of your choice or not, is but a corpse in smoke. Do you want to hear like my interpretation of that before I start I mean, reading more about I can, it? I can give you mine like my personal interpretation of it. Hit me um, with it feel like it was a complicated complicated kind of way of saying like what is what controls the choices that you make in the reason in your own life um your why yeah you're like what is your kind of why what's your drive and then um only kind of worry about things that you can control you know and don't be worried about things that are inside or outside your grasp you know um because they're just a corpse in smoke, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like you might save a body from a fire, but a corpse in smoke, you're not going to go in there and get a corpse from out the smoke. You know what I'm saying? Back in his day, these words meant a different thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. i 100% with you. Uh, I was reading more about it, and it's same same but different mm-hmm. or same same just explained differently yeah uh, <laughs> i'm dying uh because as he says uh, ryan holiday the author of this book he's like because these deeper forces shape even the most disciplined rational minds you can be the most patient in the world but if sciences show you the poor dimish- decisions on an empty stomach what good long story short long story short What's your why? Why do you go through every day? Uh, we've talked about this on a few different episodes. I'd say like the most recent one is probably Deuce and the Almighty Meek Jelly. Mm-hmm. 
check out, <coughs> I'm dying, episode number 19, but I hope this is like a great start or end to your week. Do you have anything else <coughs> for me, Isaac? No, I mean, figure out that why at step one and put everything there. See ya. And don't do drugs unless it's heroin. Allegedly. <laughs>